Which of your all-star teammates have you chosen to get the chop? This is the easiest choice that I've had to make this entire season. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 3, Episode 6, titled Handmaids to Kitty Girls. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Mercurial co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Yeah, I'm pussy, bitch. To Taylor... The Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. How are you? I'm fine. Zaddy's home. I'm back from being sick. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were gone last week. Yes, that's I, that's why I said that. Zaddy's home. I'm such a narcissist, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was like, did I do a show alone last week? And yes, I did. And boy, did I and the audience feel it. But I'm so glad to have you back, TTLB. Thank you. Uh, and boy, what an episode to come back to! By the I way, know, right? I know. I am, I am, I am cracked right now. Face crack heard Face around the world. Crack. Yes. You know, uh, I, usually we, this is where we would do some sort of stupid banter, but I think we just got to <laughs> jump right into the show. There's so much to talk about, and it's literally 3 a.m. where you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, this week the Eliminated Queens return. There were tears all around, and that was just in the audience. The girls were asked to form two girl groups in the style of the Spice Girls. In the end, though, RuPaul named Ben De La Creme and Bibi Zahara Benet as the top two queens, leaving Trixie, Kennedy, and Shangela in the bottom three. Bibi and Ben faced off in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. But in the end, Ben De La Creme was named the winner of the lip-sync and won the right to bring back an eliminated queen and to send one of the bottom three girls home. In one of the most gag-worthy moments in the history of the show, Ben De La Creme brought back Morgan McMichaels and pulled the lipstick out of her cleavage to reveal that she, Ben De La Creme, had elected herself to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. All right. Two things that I loved about the episode was there was a quote early on from BB where it's the gag of the season. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely the gag of the season for one queen in particular, and that was RuPaul. That's the gag of the season. <laughs> the look on RuPaul's face the last three minutes of the show was everything <laughs> it was awesome i know we'll get to that towards the end yeah but i want to talk about that it it was clear she was not expecting that um the other thing that i loved about the show is i have always had a huge crush on adam lambert <laughs> i don't know why there's something about him that i just find super super cute and so I liked looking at him. Uh, the thing that I did not like, I did not like either song. <gasps> wow. Wow. This is going to be a very controversial episode. I was not a fan of either song. Oh, wait a second. You know what? I thought of something else I liked more than Adam Lambert. Go ahead. 
I loved I loved Ben's look. Ben's goth kitty look. Okay. That was that was my favorite of all the looks. I thought that she she looked and acted amazing. Of 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 the 10 performances, that was my favorite performance. How about you? Okay, here's what I liked. The two things I liked. One, even though I have to do work furiously to pull the clips for this show and guys, it was I must have looked like a mad scientist for the half hour that I had to pull the clips to start in the show. So I was hating the show during that half hour, but I lived, 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 lived for the drama running through this episode. It was everything that I love about RuPaul's Drag Race. I think it's one of the best episodes in the history of the show. Really? Yes. I think it is one of the best episodes for Joe Batanz's money in oh, well, the yeah. history of the... It's like drama from like... like you know, I noticed uh, when they released the preview this week, they usually when it's a 90 minute episode, they give you like 10 to 15 minutes. They give you four. And right. I know why, because they just it's like, boom, they just jumped right into that drama and it didn't stop until they did the show. And it there were tears. It was everyone facing each other. They were. Oh, oh, another thing. I actually liked the songs. I liked the drag. What is it called again? I liked the drag up your life much more than I liked sitting yes. on a secret, but they were both earwormy songs, and I think Lucian Piani should be bummed that they found someone who can uh, write these songs. Uh, it, it, it had a very Lucian Piani feel, but uh, a little more sophisticated, I thought, than Lucian Piani usually does. And uh, I was a big fan of the songs, big fan okay. of the songs. And then what I did not like, I didn't have a didn't like until you reminded me Adam Lambert existed. And I do not look like Adam Lambert to me. This is such a weird comparison here. But you know the area of skin between your toes? (laughs) Yes. Imagine if the area of skin between your toes met a genie and it had a wish to come back as a person. It would be Adam Lambert. I feel like Adam Lambert is a is like the area between your toes if it was a person. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think there's a really good chance he smells and has back knee. But I there's I just there's something. I think it's the way he does his eyes. It's, it's, it's I just I think he's cute. I I think he's cute. And I have some Adam Lambert songs on my in my iTunes and I just there's I mean, like, I would never go see him in concert or anything, but there's just something about him that I just like is, I just, I just think he's There's cute. a certain look about him. He looks like a, like a, a younger, hipper Rex Reed, the movie critic. <laughs> wow. Okay. Don't I, you think? Well, now that you say it like that, yeah, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Or like everyone, for anyone under 40, please Google Rex Reed. He's still alive, but he just looks... <laughs> He looks like a younger, like if Rex Reed took a time machine, came to the past. Or also, like, kind of um, Tony Curtis. Yeah, but see, when Tony Curtis was younger, Tony Curtis was a very handsome man. No, I know. I'm not saying Adam Lambert's a bad-looking guy. Uh, he's closer to... He's if, if, like, Tony Curtis and Rex Reed uh, peed in a fountain at the same time. And then the product... On, on some toe webbing? On some toe... You know what? You're right. On that, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Tony Curtis got bit by a, a jellyfish in between his toes, and Rex Reed peed on it, and a baby was born, and it was Adam Lambert. Well, just so long we're not doing any banter this episode. 
<laughs> I know everyone's like, oh, thank God, finally Joe and Taylor aren't doing any banter. That's a very good segue, Taylor, into after the elimination, the girls walk into the workroom to remove their drag and wipe off Aja's lipstick mirror message. Back on the couch, the conversation turns to track records, and Kennedy, who has the worst track record in the group, has something to say. I've been in the bottom twice, but I really do just believe that the race is not given to the swift or the strong. It's the one that endures. It's not about a track record. It's about who is there at that moment. And that's what it's about, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Now, there's a discussion point here. Taylor Vellante Boy... I think this was a very prophetic quote here, and it's it's something she's hit on on a previous on the previous episode actually when she snapped at Ben in the <laughs> in the workroom about this very topic. Taylor, what were your thoughts when you heard uh, Kennedy say that? Well, I think you could smell her perfume, which was called Desperation <laughs> by Calvin Klein, because it just felt that you almost heard her go into well, I have two, but if you understand, I'm the one that's enduring, and I'm the one that wants to be here to like immediately doing the whole bitches. I see you all putting bullseyes on my back can we go back just one second though to where everybody thought this week or at least those of us that kind of knew what was going on but didn't thought there was only going to be three queens Uh and then at the last minute they brought the other two that that was i was not expecting that so that actually was like a (gasps) surprise for me very good job on uh on the part of world of wonder the producers of rupaul's drag race fooling us fooling us into believing like they, they they knew what they were doing they knew that only the three queens coming back would have the internet wagging like oh my god why they knew they would figure out it was aja and chi chi and because the truth of the matter is if you really want to fool people you would cover up their arms you know you right. would but they made it so you could tell uh you could tell what they were doing and then Knew the internet would go crazy, knew Reddit would go crazy, and then they they gagged them with it. So, yes, bravo, World of Wonder, bravo, producers of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, yes. But what are your thoughts on Kennedy and this uh, 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 approach you want to take? Well, I think there was just – there was fear. You know, they they all kind of, I would assume – recognize that there is sort of a pecking order as far as especially if they're going to be starting to pick it up pick off the weakest link every week mm-hmm. and once they start having this conversation i mean once they started with the conversation of so what's everybody's stats she had to in her head go oh shit <laughs> you saw her eyes get big <laughs> so i know which well, is the, it, which it, is the runt in the litter right now and then so she was she knew she was gonna have to fight even harder for it but when ben was picked as the winner she must have been freaking out because i don't know if you remember but i actually went back and listened earlier today and in last week's episode during the mere moment um um ben was sort of thinking out loud you know and was trying to just sort of think her her process out and kenny was like girl why are you doing this it's not about who did My, my favorite thing is that like kennedy says you can do whatever you want. If you're the winner, you can choose whoever you want. Okay, I go with that. But she says, but don't do track record. Mm-hmm. And if she talks out of both sides of her mouth, she goes like, I'm just saying it should not be track record, but you can do whatever you want. It should just be who did best in that challenge. Right. Right. And I was like, okay. And you could just tell when she's talking to Ben, she is sweating Yeah. to the oldies. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi. Wait! Hold it! This week, there's an important twist. 
For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be auditioning to be part of my new supergroup, the Kitty Girls. Hashtag All Stars 3. First, each of you needs to create a distinctive Kitty Girl look and persona. And then write lyrics for your solo on the Kitty Girls debut single. Oh, gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. I almost forgot. Oh, boy. In addition to you, my top five all-stars, I've decided to audition a few other girls. At this stage, the five eliminated queens walk through the door. It is... Can you name them, Taylor? Do you know... Can you off the top of your head, can you name the five eliminated queens? Morgan McMichaels. One. Thorgy Thor. Two. I'm trying to do them in order. Uh, milk three. Wait a minute. <laughs> Chi Chi four and Aja. Perfect. That's exactly yeah. who walks through that door. And then that's when Rue continues now with the updated challenge. The eliminated queens will be forming their own competing kitty girl group. <laughs> and tomorrow on the main stage. The two groups will go head-to-head and toe-to-toe. Now, in the end, one of the top five all-stars will get the chop and be replaced by one of the eliminated queens. All right, Taylor, what are your thoughts here on... uh the now, the bringing the queens back on the challenge, and we're going to get to the songs themselves, but what is, your, what is your take on this actual challenge, on the quality of the challenge, on the challenge? I, I didn't like it. I didn't <gasps> like it. I didn't, I didn't think... Okay, let, let me rephrase that. I didn't like the rule of that one of the five has to leave. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been if... Where they're, where they're kind of all lips fighting for their lives in that if the, all, the remaining all-stars won then they all get to stay. And mm-hmm. if not, then there has to be a replacement. I I think that that should have been the way they did it. Or that they have to pick one to come back and then maybe there's a double elimination another week or something. Mm-hmm. But the fact that everybody had been doing so well up to that point, and ultimately it came from a winning group, mm-hmm. that that the person who was eliminated, had come, I, the rules to that just seemed sketch to me. I, I would have liked to have seen it a different way. Like you're saying, it was already in the bag for the winners. They were gonna, they were gonna win. Yeah. That, that that. Well, no, I I think that, you know, Morgan at one point says we have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm-hmm. Whereas the eliminated queens, they they, I I think that if they had just they could have kept the status quo if they all just worked together. Much like when they do these team challenges, the winning team nobody goes home from the winning team. Mm-hmm. They all just kind of move to the side, and then they pick somebody to be eliminated from oh, the Oh, I see team. what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I think I really liked this little twist in it, that you get to pick one of the girls to come back, and then you get to eliminate one of them. Uh, I think I like the gag of it all, of having to do that. Now, obviously, in some way, I wouldn't say it backfired on the producers, but it backfired in terms of the challenge on the producers. And... um I'm actually, I was a fan of the challenge. I, oh, you know, it reminds me of the All-Stars 2, um, what was the name of that challenge where they had to do the Read You Wrote You? It was like, the, it, this, was this the Read You Wrote You of the season, do you think? Oh, God, I hope not. No, they'll they'll do one with the top four, I'm sure, where they'll do something like a Read You Wrote You or a uh, category is 
from uh, season nine. I like when they have to lay down tracks and sing the songs. And like I said, I, I didn't hate the songs here. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a good challenge. I thought overall it was a good challenge. It, it, there's also something I like about the that they have the eliminated queens in one girl group and then the remaining queens in another girl group, and they have to go head to head. One thing, though, I didn't get a real sense of competition between them though does that make sense like yeah when, when rue named a winner i felt oh that's right they were going against each other like it it sort of felt like here we're you know uh the top five all-stars are doing their performance and then the eliminated queens are doing their performance and it didn't feel like oh they're going against each other yeah um, that would be my one complaint maybe but i like the idea of the it's almost like you you know we were talking about using a gem in the hologram slash misfits comparison and i mm-hmm. wish they would have um played that up more in fact that would have been kind of good to give some the you know one of the teams the good girl role and one of them the bad girl misfit role and yeah. that would have been interesting to watch those teams go head to head but i like the I, I like the idea of it being a Spice Girls type where they all have the different you yes. know, personalities or the identities and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a huge Spice Girls fan back in the 90s, but I it, it just felt like it was not done. It, it could have been done better because think about it. If the Eliminated Queens won, that would get rid of some of the drama because at that point, there she would have said there would have been two that would have lip synced for their lives instead of lip syncing for their legacy. Mm-hmm. So that immediately knocks out that you know three of the queens aren't coming back. At least this way, when the All-Star Queens came in, there was still, to some degree, a chance that four of them were going to come back. Chi-Chi pretty much went, girl, I'm out. You know, I don't want to come back. But the, it, it, took, it would have taken away from the drama. So there was really no way for it to go unless the uh, current queens really fucked up that they weren't going to win. Let's think it out because I don't know if we're on the same page here. I was thinking about this when you were talking. If the losing team, if the eliminated queens would have won, mm-hmm. how would it have worked out? Oh, I see what you're saying. So they would have had to do a lip sync battle for their lives. Mm-hmm. The winner of that challenge would get a chance to come back. And then they would get the name of the losing of the of the of the remaining queens who they would replace. Right. It was kind of like when they did the mirror moment last year, where they are on All Stars Two, mm-hmm. when they all came back. You knew it was going to be either at that point Alyssa or um, uh, Tati. So you knew at that point Coco, Ginger, and whoever the other one was that I can't remember off the top of my head that were they were already out. Like there was no chance they were going to come back. You get the most drama from the fact that at this point there are still eight players on the stage one coming back one being eliminated whereas the other way it would have just been one of two coming back and three being eliminated does Uh, that make sense yes i think what you're the mistake i'm not not mistake i think what you said you don't remember who else i think that was all i think it was only four i think it was coco ginger Alyssa, and tatiana they had to make up for uh a door being gone that's true okay that's right a door was gone at that point so, okay. uh, all right. Well, that's our thoughts on the competition. Now, okay, this is going to be, guys, <laughs> we're going into the workroom now after they've announced the competition. I did a couple of things you guys need to know that will be a little bit unusual for how we do things usually. The Ben storyline was so important this show that I separate it and we do that later. So we're not going to talk about Ben and Morgan's showdown in the workroom yet. We'll talk about it later. Two... Uh, we're going to touch on the other fights in the workroom. However, we're just going to like briefly talk about them. We're not going to go 
deep, deep, deep dive uh, because of time. Like, literally, I think on, I'm looking at the three that we're going to talk about right now, and I could do a whole episode on all three, on each of them. I could do an episode on each of the of the of the fights. You know, you could. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you me, could I do could, an episode. Yeah. I'm not doing an episode. No, no, on each no, no. One no, no. I'm just saying, in theory, I could. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about each one. We'll listen to it. We'll talk about each one. But we're just gonna do the briefest discussion. Now we will do a deep dive, uh, whether it's me or or me and Taylor. I think it's supposed to be me on Rulaska thoughts. That if you are in patreon.com slash drag race recap, you can sign up at the $2 level. You get an extra show called Rulaska Thoughts where I do deep dives into the episode. So it gives me time because right now we are literally doing this less than an hour after the show ended. And so uh, this gives me a chance to do a deep dive because there was a lot. There's so much material to dig in here that we're going to cover it on Rulaska Thoughts. So once again, if you want to hear it, join at the $2 level at patreon.com slash drag race recap, and you will have access to all the previous Rulaska Thoughts. Also, you have access to form decor, but we'll talk about this at the end. But let's get back to the show. In the workroom, the girls stood around a work table and hashed out some of their individual beliefs. First, Thorgy and Shangela hashed out their issues. Special guest appearance by Trixie Mattel. I heard you were really mad about my lipstick message that I left. To be very honest with you, I was like, not a big what deal. What do you think when I you, meant by that? Tell me, I'm going to let you know. So the lipstick message, when you told me to suck it, <laughs> I told everybody in this room, she must have maybe been in her feelings. Cool. Now, the next day, when I oh. discovered a note that was left for Trixie that said, Shangela is a shady bitch. She I was posted it on her, in her area. Posted it? Yeah. Well, Trixie, did you show it to her to get her upset? Oh, she hung no. it on she the wall. She put it on her wall. It was obviously done for a reason. This yeah. is what transpired because I can't have this conversation again. I can. I'd love to have this conversation about no, feelings about me behind my back. Don't shush me, Trixie. I'm sorry you don't want to talk about it anymore, but guess what? I do. I, I'm a little surprised that like everyone got to see that and then judged me while I wasn't here well, girl, when it was supposed to be wall. like a joke to her. That's what I told Trixie. I said, that's between you and your friend. I would have read the notice like, girl, she crazy and put it in my pocket. I wouldn't have posted it where everybody could see. I hate that note. I never dragged you like that. It actually hurt my feelings. It sounds like you were really upset, girl. No, I was. Because I I never called you no shady bitch. I would not have written something like that about you. No, you wouldn't if I I was in my feelings. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts here on the showdown the confrontation between Thorgy Thor and Shangela Laquifa Wadley. Much like Trixie Mattel, I hate that note too. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's all so fucking middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, Thorgy, this episode reminded me of someone that you and I both know that I don't think I realized until this point, And I, I can't say who this person is, but they were super annoying and super having to be right and super just kind of talking over everybody. And it was very frustrating. It made me glad that Thorgy was eliminated from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, it's so funny. I, I mean, I didn't I, – I, I see what you're saying about Thorgy Thor. And I agree with you. I didn't see it in this clip, even though I sort of felt she was putting it on for the camera. 
you know, I, I thought she was being a little a little extra. But don't you think it's fair if you find out that you caused all this drama that you want to hear about it and you want to settle the not settle the score in a, in a negative way? But I'm sure she feel, she considers herself friends with Shangela and she wants to work it out. You didn't get the sense she wanted to work it out with Shangela. No, no. I, well, I okay. I did and I didn't because it felt like this very. Oh wait, no. I want to hear more about me and how I. Not a, I want to hear about how I caused an issue so I can solve it. It was more, I want to hear more about me and how I affected all of this drama after I was gone. Mm-hmm. And that and that bad feelings were about me. It felt very me, for me, for me kind of thing. And yeah. I, it just was not cute. All right. I, I can accept that. I, c- I could see where you're coming from here. Do you think the producers uh, told the Eliminated Queens to sort of confront these the, the remaining girls? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're getting, you know, something that uh, everybody pretty much was voted out by one queen, with the exception of uh, Aja, who was voted off by Trixie and or Ben and. Uh, no, Aja was sent home by BB. You're talking about Chi Chi. Chi Chi. Chi Chi was sent home by both. So but also kind of didn't have a dog in this fight. She was just sort of there for because they needed her to come back sort of thing. So. You know, when you think about All-Stars 2 and the big fight was Alyssa versus Fifi, and that was where everybody was glued to the screen. So there's a chance now that you've got a one-on-one against everybody. And so now you can get four times as many fights in as you did on All-Stars 2. I am sure the producer said, you all need to twist the screws. If you're coming back, you need to twist the screws on them. Do you think, because I had that theory that it was going to be one-to-one. For I mean, like, literally, I had this theory, and I feel like this episode sort of satisfied most of it. Um, that they really were hoping for a one-to-one ratio. The only one that didn't send anybody home was... Trixie. Trixie's never sent anyone home. You're right. But Right, I, but then she still got sucked in because of the note. Yeah, she got sucked in because of the note. But do you think they were sort of hoping for a one-to-one I think I think I think it worked out really well for that. Uh, part of me wonders if Trixie, the producers were hoping Trixie would do better than she did, and maybe they hoped they could have put her in a position where she could have sent somebody home, and then it would have been one to one. But uh, you're right. I, I, I it felt very producery. Uh, but look, I was still living for it. I was still there. And you know, oh, I know. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think that the feelings we saw were very real. No, no I, yeah, I'm not saying that they were just, it's, they're not doing the ginger minge when she tried to get start a thing of, you know, well, I was just trying to help my best friend or whatever it was that she said last year on All Stars 2. Oh, that she would have gone I, home for, for in place of her best friend. Right. By the way, you never I, see Katya mention Trixie, um, ginger minge ever. <laughs> ginger minge. Um, I think that there was definitely. It, fe- it felt like there were definitely moments of drama, but that also felt like there were mom- genuine moments of emotion as well. And it was definitely something where I think everybody recognizes nobody looks good as the villain. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. Most of them recognize that they don't look good as the villain. So I think there was people recognizing that, okay, while I am pissed and while I am going back and forth, I don't want that to be how, th- how the narrative gets ended as far as this fight so I am going to try to end on a more positive note, you know, I like if we, going back to Alyssa versus Fifi mm-hmm. at no point when Alyssa was saying, see, you're that girl. That's what I thought. I thought you were that girl. You're that girl. Fifi, we knew you were. We Yeah. Fifi never backed down at one point. She said, I said it was, you know, I said, I thought I thought it was this <laughs> I, or I, I felt, felt. Yeah. I felt. 
Whereas with all of them, you kind of saw them trying to get to a place of some sort of communication, even though it was tense and things sort of left, you know, things were definitely left tense, which allows things to go back later on. It it was definitely producer. The producer shoved them. Shook the box that they all all the, the, the litter of strays came in and then released them on the unsuspecting queens. But don't you know, you hit on something earlier when you said something earlier. Th- there was a theme throughout this episode, and it comes up several times, and especially how the, the episode ends, where the queens, and we never usually see them leave this in. I think that they left this in for the, what happens in this episode. The queens are very aware of their perception outside of the show. And you usually uh-huh. you usually don't they don't leave mentions of that in the show. Uh, that was one of my theories about when, when Trixie and Shangela got in the fight, that Trixie was doing that mental math in her head about the different levels of conflict that she was involved right. in. And I think here, Morgan calls it out. She's talking about Ben, but in her ben, fight with Ben, and we'll hear it later, about perception, and she's going with how the audience feels. And I think, and look, I, you know, one of my big, not regrets, I love doing this show, but you know, Morgan does a show every week of drag race viewing party, literally 20 minutes from where I am. And mm-hmm. it would be a great to be at one tonight, you know, and I know she's doing it. So, um, I think it's a theme that comes up over and over again, but let's move on now, uh, to Asha and BB discussed a moment about proper giving credit where credit is due. <laughs> okay. So this is how I feel. I wasn't mad that you sent me home. I was more mad that, when the judges were like, we love the way you look, we love your outfit, and you literally just said, thank you. And I just thought it was kind of messed up because I thought the least you could have done was say, hey, Aja helped me. Like, I also feel like in the deliberation, like you're about to do right now and cut me off, I tried to talk to you and you kind of just spoke over me the whole time. Okay, great. I'm happy that you were able to explain First of all, I'm going to say that your elimination was one of the toughest for me and very emotional. I'm sorry if you feel that I was talking over you. I felt like that was a moment that I could really, really encourage you. And when it comes to the runway, everybody knows I don't talk too much on the runway. I just don't. But everybody everybody on the runway said who helped. I just think it's fair because you're getting praised for something that it's a design challenge and they're up there thinking that you made that from head to show. What I'm simply saying is that a compliment was given to me about my garment. Thank you. Um, all right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on Aja, BB, the credit where credit's due, Aja's behavior, BB's behavior. I'm dying to know your thoughts here. I, BB was in the wrong. We, we said BB, or you said BB was in the wrong last week. I thought BB was in the wrong, but I wasn't on the show. But I said it out loud <laughs> in my fever bed. Yeah. BB was wrong. BB was wrong. BB's um, was wrong. BB's heart. BB! And I raised my fist and then I collapsed in she a pool put, of sweat. She put the nay in Bibi Zahara, but nay. <laughs> Could I vote nay on it? That's a really complicated nay. joke. This is, this is, you see, this is what the kid, they had, they only had me doing that last week, Taylor. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but back to was, the show, what were, what were you thinking about BB and, and Aja here? I, th- I think Aja held her own. And I think, I think BB. It wouldn't have killed BB to say, Aja helped me with it. You know, would it have saved Aja? Probably not. But give credit where credit's due. 
You know, uh, I was thinking about when I was listening to this, I was like, BB is so gross here. This is the first yeah. time we're ever seen someone call BB out. She's been so in the background. And when she's called out, and I think there are several, there are several moments in this show where I think it shows, and this is what's really weird, she may be the first person to win RuPaul's Drag Race, but I don't think she watches RuPaul's Drag Race. Because she would know how to react. It doesn't seem like she's savvy enough for this show. Like, she's being sort of very, very, she's putting her guard up and being very, very defensive. And mm-hmm. she didn't need to be. And uh, she could, you know, could, you know what she, the best thing she could have said was, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I didn't know what to say at that moment. But she got super, super defensive. And I think in any other episode, any other episode, this would have been the big quote from not the big quote, but the big moment from the show where people would have turned on BB. She's very lucky. So much happened on this episode and there's so much hate to go around and, and uh, that I think she's going to get a pass this episode, but maybe, maybe it'll come up again later, but uh, I think she gets a pass in this episode and she shouldn't because it was, I have so many thoughts about BB. Oh, go. So, so many thoughts about BB that we can't share on the show. Why? Because, I okay for those of you who are not Patreon fans. I actually got to guest star on Alaska Thoughts. Yeah, last week and and last week, um, from my from my fever bed death you know yeah. deathbed, and we talked a little bit about BB and some of my feelings about BB's role on the show this season and what she serves and what she brings. Oh, I see what you're saying, and I feel like something was said. To, Okay, well, we'll just leave it there. You know okay. what? We'll save All it for right, yeah. Form Decor Lounge. Once again, okay. if you're not a member of Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap, we do another show called Form Decor Lounge, where as we process the show after the show, it's, it's the after show. I'm not going to get into explaining what it is. It's the after show, where Taylor and I just talk and just shoot the shit about random stuff. And I think this is going to be a topic. In fact, I'm going to write it down. Uh, after show. BB. Okay. Um. All right. Finally, Milk and Kennedy went toe-to-toe about Milk's elimination. What was your reason? You don't get why y'all sent you home? No. I have a lot of reasons. Okay, the first reason was doing the bitchular. It was like a struggle for you, and I didn't find not one moment funny. So for me, that was the first X. Second of all, you sit on this couch, read my drag for feel. That sh- hurt my feelings. Then you would have chosen me to go home. I think I would have chosen Thorgy to stay. That sent the shock through my brain, too, because I'm like, I thought we were closer than that. Than, and you than wanted I'm... to save your friend. Huh? And you wanted to save your friend. No, that's not it at all. It, that's exactly well, that's, well, that's not it at all. Then you act like your didn't stink. You didn't even see right. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm tearing up right now because I just felt that there was nothing genuine with you. And it just seemed like Milk was only concerned about herself. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on everything that went down between Kennedy and Milk? Okay, how did Milk age five years between the episodes (laughs) (laughs) and the confessionals? Yeah. Milk looked rough. Milk looked super rough in, in any of the confessionals. And like his hairline somehow receded and got like kind of weird wavy and stuff. It was mm-hmm. it was very like what the hell happened? Um, See, I think he looked better than also, ever because he was crying. Oh, and you, love, you know what? You love you love a, tr- a crying twink, he's, even though he's not. He's a twink not a twink, but yeah, I love a good looking person crying. Like I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But Taylor, <laughs> you're saying that, but I literally teared up. Like 
I don't like to see beautiful people cry. I'll give them whatever they want. Okay. Um, I the crying thing felt forced. The crying thing took felt like we have been taking acting lessons at you know the learning annex in Brooklyn. <laughs> he was kind of the first shot before the crying. He was doing like the big eye like. Like, you know, he was pulling hairs out of his arm kind of thing. Like he was trying. It just felt very forced. Um, as things were being said, I feel like maybe there was a little bit of where once the once the motor got going, the pump got primed. He was actually crying. But I I think that there is still a level of delusion that it wasn't so much. I can't believe people aren't saying things about saying people aren't telling me my issues. I still can't believe people aren't telling me how wonderful I am. Like, that's sort of where it felt like like it was. Yeah, you know what's so funny is, it's one of these cases where I was very torn because I dislike both of them so much. I'm not a big Kennedy fan, nor am mm. I a big Milk fan, you know? I feel like in terms of making points, though, Kennedy wins because she was making solid points and she can eliminate whoever she wants to eliminate. I think, I think the reasons she gave were perfectly respectable. And you know, what's funny mm-hmm. is Milk says, you know, you kept Chi Chi cause she's your friend and Kennedy denied it. But I would, again, going with Kennedy's logic, I can just eliminate who I can send home, whoever I want. So I would have been like, yeah, mm-hmm. who's my friend. I don't like you. And I sent her, I, I kept you here. I sent her you home and I kept her here. Yeah. But I, I was fun that she didn't talk. No, I didn't. You know, and you're like, mm, yes, you, I mean, she wasn't going to send Chi Chi home. Again, in a previous episode, the, well, the episode after Chi Chi uh, goes home, which I think is the beginning of the previous episode, she mm-hmm. says, I consider Chi Chi like my, basically my daughter. So, like, if you could, yeah. you're not going to send home someone that you consider your drag daughter. So, that's, right. that's kind of bullshit. Kennedy pride yourself and just telling it like it is. And she didn't tell it like it is there. But the reasons she gave for eliminating milk were perfectly valid. One and two, she's the one that's like I don't have to. I can get to get rid of you for whatever reason you want. It's funny how someone who isn't a fan of track records and doesn't think you should go on a track record clung to that track record when defending her decision to send home milk. That's a very good point. It's a very very good point. Later in the workroom, the girls broke up into their separate groups. The top five all stars worked out their characters, and Ben Delacram seemed shook up from the previous conversation he had had with Morgan. We're gonna get to that. In the recording studio with Adam Lambert, Aja impressed while Milk was weird. From the top five all-stars, BB brought more African realness while Trixie was passive-aggressive and Ben was off her game. Now, Taylor, I didn't pull any clips from here because we literally have so many fucking clips. And there was nothing really to talk about here. But before we go to Elimination Day, did you have anything to say about what happened when they were working out their characters or in the recording studio? Any Adam Lambert stuff you want to talk about? The Trixie Adam back and forth was weird. Yes. It felt very odd and felt very untrixie. I have thoughts about that, but yes, go on. Yeah. Uh the the one the, the misguided or whatever. I I get that, that maybe we were trying to be cute but it didn't come off as cute. Plus you've also got the, you know, the shade music in the background and I, I, it, it made me not like Trixie for a, a brief minute mm-hmm. and the way that she was talking to my future husband, Adam oh, Lambert. God. <laughs> I don't want to marry him. I would just like to roll around on him in his money for a little while. Oh. 
It's like he he reminded me of if, like if Lug if Lug ever did a movie where the devil comes to Earth, they would cast Adam Lambert. Okay, in a suit, in a red suit. Yeah, going like with 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 the monochrome with the red shirt and the red tie, and then at some point he's like in a leather jacket. At some point, yeah, and- I I just wasn't a big Adam Lambert fan. Who was he? Who was he up against on American Idol? I have no idea. Wasn't you were the you were the American Idol guy? I believe was- he was up against. Um, was that oh year? no! Wasn't Catherine? McPhee yeah, he was and... Catherine McPhee. I think he was Catherine McPhee, or well, Catherine no. McPhee and Taylor Hicks. Oh no, no, no! Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert was in the final two. I think he was up against that really cute guy, Chris, whatever or other. He's like super, super cute, like really cute. Anyway, um, you know the thing with Trixie Mattel is, but he was straight. That guy was straight. The thing with Trixie Mattel is. Trixie Mattel has more experience doing this kind of stuff than the other queens. And I think she mm-hmm. was just all business. And I think she just didn't have time for Adam Lambert's extraness because he was being like, he, it, there's some. He was Todricking. Yeah, he was being Todrick Hall. And there's something that happens. You know who, strangely, who, because I think in performance, this guy is so extra, but who I thought was the least extra person they've ever had doing this was A.B. Soto. I felt when yeah. when AB Soto did it, he felt like I'm not trying to get my camera time. I'm just trying to really help you lay down these tracks. But like Todrick and Lucian and Adam Lambert, this is their chance. They're going to show how sassy they can be. Yeah, you know, and tell their fantastic dumb jokes. And here's the thing with this Adam Lambert is he's surrounded by all his gay sycophants, you know, who think everything Adam Lambert says is funny, and they, oh, Adam Lambert this, and Adam Lambert that. Meanwhile, this Adam Lambert has never had a, a, a hit song ever, has he? That's not true. I've never heard of him. I've never heard, I've heard of him, but I've never heard any of his songs. For your entertainment. Boring, never heard I it. if I had you. If I had you, and, no, I never heard that. Um, What's the other one that I own? They're all stuff from years ago. But, the uh, biggest hits he's ever sang are the the Queen songs. What do you songs. want from me? No. What do you want from me? I'll tell you what I want from you. When you stop talking about is Adam Lambert, <laughs> he bugs me. I don't like him. Now, look, he's not on the level of Hamburger Marys. And oh, by the way, I was Taylor the Latte Boy has his own award winning show called Pod is My Co Pilot. <laughs> We've won an award. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did I miss a memo? That's the award you won. The missing the memo award. But. On a, as anyone who knows, I don't like this hamburger Marys. I don't, and I know, I had like five shows about RuPaul's Drag Race. Somewhere in one of these shows, I did a huge rant about, about hamburger Marys. Uh, it was last week. In the main show? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was. It was, it was because, so <laughs> because somebody won a hamburger Marys in Aja in the mini challenge. But anyway, on your show, which you recorded before I taped that show, solo show, your co-host was talking about how much she likes Hamburger Marys. I'm telling you something. I was in the car. I was shaking my fist in the car. I was like, I almost texted her. I was going to call her and be like, what are you talking about that you like this Hamburger Marys? It's awful. What are you, why didn't you say anything? You were like, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Be, uh, well, one, that would have, I, I don't know. I don't know. You sent me a text message saying that I apparently like Hamburger Marys. Uh- that she said that I like Hamburger Marys. I've been to Hamburger Mary's four times in my entire life. That's four times too many. But you know what they don't have at Hamburger Mary's? What? Blueberry jam on their burgers. Oh, well, look. That's why it's not a great burger place. As we all know, if you want to, like, 
elevate your burger from just a normal hamburger to, you know, <laughs> a three Michelin star burger. You had to put... <laughs> and by three Michelin, I mean like the three tires. The tires, the, the actual the, love rolls. The love, the love rolls handles that you have on, on you. I'm, I'm a three Michelin person. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is this Adam Lambert, I don't like him. I think, he, and, okay, he sang with Queen, whatever. Anyway, it's elimination day, and the girls are having some mirror moments. Uh, on the on one end of the bar, Kennedy and Milk hashed out their differences. I don't want us to be like angry at yeah. each other. I can say that I was probably wrong for not at least making an attempt to talk to you about it. Yeah, I feel sort of like shafted in a way that I was let to walk around like a douchebag. I, yeah, it would suck to hear, but it sucks to hear it after hardcore the after the fact. Yeah. Taylor, uh, I know we talked about Kennedy and Milk already, but did you have anything to say uh, there about sort of their, uh, their, uh, um, what do you call it? Their, uh, what do you call when they, they stop fighting? The s- stop shooting things thing? Ceasefire. I'm good with word, by the way. The Huckleberry is a handmade eight-ounce Angus beef yeah. with, with house-made blueberry jam, mm-hmm. pecker, peppered bacon, and brie. This is the this is the burger. This is the fancy burger. The fancy burger at a place in downtown. But I'm gonna, okay, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and this reminds me of this. Carl's Jr. has the breakfast burger. Okay. Uh huh. Take out the burger. Like if you give me some melted brie. With the bacon and the blueberry jam in between, um, I wouldn't put on a hamburger. You know what I put it between? Some chicken? Nope. Like either on top of like a bagel or as a sandwich, a Krispy Kreme donut. You know? Yeah, because then you're getting the sweet and the sour, the sweet and the savory. Yeah, and also that sharp and a little cheese. bit of the sour with the with the blueberry. Yeah, and and uh, but the but the burger gives it that salty. Of course, the baked bacon does that too. But you know, but, you know what yeah. I would do then? I wouldn't do it with a beef burger. I'll do it with a pork patty. Or a turkey burger? A turkey burger would be good too. Yes. Turkey burger would be mm-hmm. good. Almost kind of Thanksgiving okay. here. Anyway. Well, when you come to when you come to St. Pete eventually, mm-hmm. when season eleven has their grand finale in St. Petersburg yeah. <laughs> and you come down for that, yeah. we will go and we will have Huckleberry burgers. Uh, I would love so. that. I would love that. I would, I would also love to see the um, Latte Palace, Palace de Latte. Casa Baba Latte. Casa Baba Latte. I would love to see that. Yes. I would love to see uh, your co-host, uh, Taffy Carlisle Huffington. I, uh, I'd love to see all of that. You know, I'd love to see former because former co-host of the show, Daniel Brewer, lives out there. I'd love to go mm-hmm. grab a, a drink with him. I I think our listeners would love that, too. Mm-hmm. I'll have to do how mm-hmm. to practice ducking. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway getting back to milk uh-huh. um or hot milk yeah. as as chi chi said which immediately turned my stomach when she said hot milk because i thought of actual room temperature milk um using the analogy of i feel like alexis michelle when nobody told me i look bad in the dress not the best reference that you could use considering that was kind of above the board by everybody kind of was the turning point where people really stopped liking alexis michelle 
I, I, I think that there is this overwhelming need on Milk's part mm-hmm. to constantly get adoration and to constantly get everybody saying, oh, Milk, everything you do is wonderful and you're beautiful and you're creative and you're you're hot as a boy and a girl and all this sort of stuff. And if Milk is not getting it, Milk is starving. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it, going back to the Alexis Michelle thing is because the same argument is true with Alexis Michelle is... I w- where I thought you were going to go, and I would wholeheartedly agree, is no one you no one owes you an explanation, especially in a competition that you're doing badly, and that we that we need to tell you. And that's the same argument yeah. here. Like if you're acting like an asshole, like it's not our responsibility to tell you you're looking like an asshole. And to be honest with you, if I'm on that competition and I see that Milk's looking like an asshole and just sort of picking up vibes and noticing what the camera's paying attention to, I'm like, oh, I'm intentionally not going to say anything because I know the narrative they're going to build and I'm going to want it to be built that way. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I, we don't owe it to Milk. I, 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 you know, I heard that speech a few times. Once when I saw it, once when I was pulling the clip, once right now when I just listened to it, and I can't get, I don't understand, maybe I'm not listening closely enough, why, where she gets the sense that uh, she was unaware that uh, she was behaving this way. Is that like a weird well, editing that's, thing? That's, that's delusional, and that's denial, and that's just, again, I am constantly told I hang out at these parties mm-hmm. with Mark Jacob, and I'm this beautiful, tall, thin, muscular model that also does drag, mm-hmm. so everybody just, you know, where everybody... You know, air kisses and and just thinks everybody is incredible and and you get used to that. Mm-hmm. You know, when people start not giving you that and people start telling you no, mm-hmm. that could be very tra- traumatic. And I use that in rabbit ears for somebody that is used to getting adoration all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like me at work. I'm used to being told all the time how wonderful I am. And then is that true? I come home. No, that's not true at all. Um, not that anybody ever says anything bad about me, but I just. You know, but you I'm seem like simple. you're a hard worker. That you take things seriously. That people probably think you're a go-to a guy. The go-to guy. I I try to be. I I sometimes I slip up and I'm not. But sometimes when I like to think that most of the time when people come to me, I had a situation today where we had to do a uh, what we call a Baker Act, and the my staff member came to me. Is that the song like, that goes? Da 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 da. da. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. That's Baker Street. Uh, <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. I was okay. Um, no, that that's where somebody has to go under. I think you guys call it uh, five hundred one. Is that five? That's no, also five. my weight when I was eleven. <laughs> what is it? The, what is it when you when you under mandatory? I don't know. Under mandatory psychiatric observation for 72 hours. I don't know. I think there's some people who would like to put me under that, but uh, I don't know the code. Uh, There's some people that you do a show with that would (laughs) like that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, no. So, but I mean, my, my, my staff member came out today and like, uh, I need you for a second. Mm -hmm. I went in and kind of took over and. Do they ever really use a butterfly net like they do in cartoons? I wish because the cops were hot that came out to talk to him. Oh, today. really? Oh, yeah. No, I was very like, oh, officer, he's over there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just very cinch him up, perk him out, and just, you know, one time. Is there anything you need me to sign? <laughs> one time my cousin and I, oh, this is not a funny story at all, but it, my cousin and I were visiting my grandmother, and she lives like in a senior citizen's um, little community apartment 
community, you know. And mm-hmm. we were sitting there talking to her. And someone came, f- uh, f- like, knocking on the door passionately. And uh, it was a nurse uh, from next door. But she didn't speak English. She was, like, a, like a home care person, right? Okay. I wouldn't call her a nurse. But, you know, someone who helped, helped the guy pick up like, I have a chair or something, right? And she goes, she's telling my grandma in Spanish, like, he's dying. He's dying or something like that, right? And my grandma, like, was with us. And we run over there. And I've never seen anything like this. I don't, I'm not surrounded by this, but I saw an old man, clearly in his like 90s or something, mm-hmm. looking at me and turning blue and choking. And like his eyes were bulging out and staring at me. And I was like, oh my God, this I'm the last person he's going to see. So I call 911. And mm-hmm. before, I don't want to give anyone anxiety. The guy turned out okay. 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 But I called 911 and they come out. And I was like, you know, anxious. That's weird. That was a really weird. I've never seen that before. You know, mm-hmm. like there was foam coming out of his mouth and shit like that. And mucus. It was gross and sad, but mostly gross. And the fireman <laughs> came, and it. How old were you? I don't know. Thirty nine. <laughs> like it was not that long ago. <laughs> how? Old? So uh, it was last Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tuesday. So. Um, <laughs> The firemen came, my cousin and I are standing outside, and the firemen were so fucking hot. And it's like, my cousin and I have been through this traumatic experience, and we do, like, the double mint twins look at each other and, like, tip the shades. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like someone's going to throw a Shasta can in my hand. <laughs> I want to what? What is it? I want to rock, rock, rock. I want to Shasta. You remember that song? Remember those commercials? No. Where suddenly the two of you were playing in the sprinkler in the front lawn, giggling and splashing water at each other. Yeah, it was like that. And so and this guy's being wheeled out in a gurney and you're all, <laughs> yeah. And again, this happened last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> that was long ago. It was not long ago, but anyway, the guy turned out okay. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk about Ben De La Creme. Sitting around the workroom table after the Eliminated Queen's return, Morgan and Ben De La Creme, Morgan and Ben De La Creme talked about their shared history or lack thereof. So, Ben, what was your criteria for sending me home? We had talked about the idea of wanting to keep the girls moving forward who were performing the best. No, we did not come to no consensus on that. No, you didn't. And you'd said that you would knock those girls out of it. So I was like, okay, if I make this decision now, moving forward, we'll all be on the same page. It was a hard decision to make at the time. Had you said it. But also keep in mind, if that had been removed, I still would have thought that you were the weakest performance of the night. But in appearance, in performance, I didn't flub. If you listen to what the judges said, there's no way that I was weaker than her. But you should know this. At least I was honest with everybody up front. You but changed I was it. Honest with no, you, you as well. no, you weren't. Because you sat on that white couch saying, we're going to do it the way the judges want, and we're going to be sisters. And then at the last minute, you changed your mind. You have every right to do that. But for me, that makes you a coward. So when you said, I'm doing the best for the girls, you basically told me I wasn't part of that. And that's fine, because you don't know me. No, I don't know you at all. You sure don't. Like I said, super forthright right. in saying that you didn't want to right. play by the rules that but the you, community... But you understand what a hypocrite is, right? If you were judging the way that you said you were judging, I should have still stayed in the competition. That's just flat out. While I see that it's, like, hypocritical, there's, like, yeah. I see why there's hypocrisy in that, which is you why I said as soon as you walked out the door, and I'm trying my best to make the so. decision I think is right for the competition overall. I know either way you tried and mince the words, it's hypocritical. 
Later, on Elimination Day, Ben De La Creme attempted to make peace with Morgan McMichaels. I just want you to know that I don't... I don't know what... Like, I don't know what to say to, like, make anything feel better, but I just want you to You don't have to, to say know. anything. Okay. I'm not mad at your decision. I was confused by it. I was like, but that's not how what she said. Yeah. And I felt like... I felt like like dumbfounded a little bit and then yesterday I needed to say what I needed to say right then and there or it was never coming out and it just kind of verbal diarrhea you know and when I questioned you about it you were just kind of like well that's you know and I was like is this bitch being smug right now I just kind of glaze over in those moments and I don't always know how people interpret that or if it feels like you were saying I seem smug I like I just I'm like power down can't deal I felt terrible the whole day because I was like bitch I just came for her too much without giving her a chance to even respond. So I have to say I'm sorry. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on everything Ben De La Creme uh, and Morgan McMichaels, but also you know we didn't play we literally we would literally be playing the whole show um, mm-hmm. in between that the first clip and the second clip and between the the, uh, the showdown and the apology. Ben was shook. Ben, yeah. Ben was really, really troubled. You could even tell in the confessionals her eyes were red. She'd been crying. So, what were your what yes. was your take? I think that she was definitely of all of the queens. I know we talked about producers and trying to build, you know, build bridges again and all that kind of stuff. She seemed the most genuine. Well, I mean, you can even really tell in that she seems to have difficulty forming sentences, especially in that second in in the last clip where it's just where she's like, I don't know what to say, and then. When she's trying to explain herself, she's she's all over the place. Of course, Morgan's kind of all over the place, too. Um, she looks like somebody who is emotionally exhausted. And she's already talked. They had already talked about the fact that she was having difficulty where every week she was going up and she was having to pick somebody. And then to bring in the one person who she got to eliminate and they came for her, I could see where at that point she sort of was questioning whether or not she truly wanted to be there. You know, uh, it's one of these things where I wonder if the, if her trouble um, with finding her words had to do with the fact that she is trying to speak in a way that she doesn't sell out the producers. Does that make sense? And so she's trying to find a way to express what she has to say, but stay within the narrative that she's confined to on the show. And I could imagine that being sort of tough to like, oh, okay, can't. I want to tell this person who was upset how I feel, but I there's a vocabulary I can't use. And when it, it's yeah. almost like I said, like, you know, Taylor, tell me what you think of this clip, but don't use the word the. And so, like, you're going to be like, right. oh, okay, well, how do I do that? Tell me what you think about these two queens, but you don't use don't don't talk about Ben and don't talk about Morgan. Yeah, but talk but talk about the talk about the, them fighting. And so I think that's why you're seeing the the. Her words are sort of weird, and she's 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 clearly thinking in her wor- in her head. But I think I think Morgan's right. I think there is an element that she's worried about what the audience thinks as as we see that that plays out later. I have I have another thought. Uh, I, Morgan, I kind of call rigor Morris sure. on Morgan with this because I think initially in that la- la- that last clip in particular, uh, my first thought was we're going to see another. Sharon and Fifi go back to Party City where you belong, where Sharon tried to apologize to Fifi and then it just turned around where they kind of start with the, you know, they start with the drums and all that kind of thing. But the thing that she says at the end is she goes, I felt horrible all day because I really came for her when, you know, I really kind of overcame for her. 
But if you felt bad about it, then why not go over? Especially if everybody is very self-aware of their perception. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of kicking Ben de la Creme, who was a miscongeniality and about a lot of people's favorites. And you're talking about how nobody knows who you are anymore because you were season two. Doesn't it make sense if you're really playing the game that you would want to walk over and try to make amends with Ben? Yeah, but this goes to what I was saying about BB. I feel like these early queens, anybody pre-season four, maybe even pre-season three, they, 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 they're, they're playing a different game. And they think it's still the game that... They were playing eight or nine years ago, and they don't realize that the show has moved on. The audience has moved on. It's a different audience. It's a different show, you know, where it was only 200,000 people in the country watching it versus if that, you know, yeah. and I think that Morgan and they, you know, they, well, Morgan is a huge fan of the show. So you can, t- you know, she's been watching and she's like, if I had my chance, oh, I would go there and I would do this and I would do that. Right. And I think it's just. That strategy doesn't work. That's the thing is when she watched it, it was about only those two levels. It was just about the level of the game and the level of the competition with the girls. She seems to be, even though she's aware of it, she seems to be not as sophisticated, neither is BB, about the world of the fandom outside of it. You know? Okay. And so... I think this is a good place to talk about this because now we can talk about it. I am so glad we have a show at the Rumor Mail on Patreon.com. Here's why. I'm not plugging Patreon right here. Remember last year we talked about uh, Valentina? Just like we, we did like a casual offhand mention of that there was a rumor about Valentina uh, n- taking off, not taking off her mask and getting sent home. And then it really happened and there were people who were like really upset with us for ruining that for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyone who knows, anyone who elected to listen to the rumor mill knows we have been waiting for this moment. This was like, I think this top, this episode was discussed rumor mill number one. And there were theories yeah, about this was going to happen. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. No, you did. I just, I just listened to the first rumor. I feel it's, it, it, I'm slowly working my way through figuring at this point it's far enough in that rumors have already happened. So I, I, I you did mention that on the rumor mill. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and then people were saying, no, this is because one of the rumors was that the way it worked out was that there's a winner from each team. And so, and this was the prevailing theory actually for, so this was what happened tonight was actually the original rumor by a, a Redditor who since deleted her account. One of the most reliable Redditors of all time named naive smalls. She said she would do this. I'm not going to get into the technicalities of rumors and why people don't believe in don't. I'll save that for the rumor mill. But the point is th- that was naive's original rumor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then all these other rumors came out that obfuscated uh, the original rumor, and no one knew what to believe. This was changing up until so today. For those of you who don't follow this stuff, today in the afternoon, someone leaked the screenshot of Ben showing the lipstick with her name in white out on the lipstick, and people were like, "Oh my god, it's true!" You know. And, mm-hmm. um, but this, this has been, this rumor has been, this has been the, this has been the Valentina moment since day one. And we never talked about it on this show, but we talked about it at length on the rumor mill, changing it, adding it, speculating it, all sorts of things. Everything that we spec, the rumor mill, this was a very rumor mill heavy episode. Cause we also talked about how many Queens were coming back, what Queens were coming back, how they would bring them back. I mean, that was a lot of our rumors were answered today. And the mm-hmm. reason I bring that up is Morgan McMichaels learned the hard way. 
how ferocious the fans can be because one of the rumors was this was the prevailing rumor up until probably like last week um one of the rumors was that there's a winner from each team and the winner of the remaining queens team gets to pick somebody to return and then the person that gets chosen to return gets to send one of the girls home Right. And so the rumor mm-hmm. was that Ben chooses Morgan to return and then Morgan turned around and eliminated Ben. And B- Morgan was literally getting death threats to the point where Ben, without having, violating his NDA, mm-hmm. was saying, you guys need to stop. Like, stop. This is a fucking TV show. Even no matter what you think happens, there's nothing is worth what sending someone death threats over a TV show. So I think Morgan learned, cause Morgan sort of just flew under the radar. People saw, saw her on wow and were whatever about her, but she learned, she's learned the hard way. And I'm actually curious to see the reaction she gets after tonight's episode, because even though they make up, and I think that was important for the producers to show the makeup. She was vicious. I, when I was watching the first one, I was like, Oh fuck, this bitch is going to get it. She is going to fucking get it. And she still may. What are your thoughts? Yeah. No, she was she was in the beginning. She was the only one that seemed to get ugly. You know, using, you know, you're a hypocrite. You're, you know, you're mincing words, but you're not really saying anything. You just need to own up to mm-hmm. it, that sort of stuff. She was the only one that it seemed like out of all of the conflicts in the beginning was the most coming for her. Cause she where you know, and to the point of where, you know, I mean, like Ben was not Ben Ben was clearly in I'm well she says it I'm shutting down I'm emotionally I can't handle this mm-hmm. I'm just saying the bare minimum to get through these uncomfortable couple of minutes mm-hmm. and it was kind of the equivalent of watching like somebody go like do the fetal like you know must you know you play possum sort of mm-hmm. thing and somebody just beating the shit out of them and it just was not it was not attractive at all mm-hmm. you know so so now you've got this where she's back in the game but somebody who I would say, with the exception possibly of Aja, is one of the more beloved queens on this season, is now gone. And you technically took her place, even though Ben took herself out of the competition. I'm curious what people will think about her for the rest of the season going through. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, okay, so now let's move on to the performances. Um, I have them right here. How much do you want to talk about them, Taylor? I literally have the songs right here ready to go. I don't need to hear the songs. Okay, uh, let's do. We'll, we'll, here's what we'll do: we'll play a little bit of each song. Okay, just, just, yeah, a, just a little say, bit, just a, just a few seconds. Here we go. The first one mm-hmm. is the Eliminated Queens, and it's called "Sitting on a Secret." Kitty Power, back in your stereo. Meow, bitch. Let's do this. Sitting on a secret. Oh, you didn't know. It hangs to the floor. Got it snatched back tight, so you can't see it. It's a big old thing, you know what I mean, gagging all the kids with my secret. By the way, did you see that this, uh, you know that, that felon model, Jeremy, whatever? That who? You know that model, he was he was arrested and he was like beautiful, then his headshot became like a model? He was like a, a, uh-huh. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. His dick pic came out. Oh my god, his dick's is. Oh my god, he's so fucking hot. <laughs> That's what you're stopping the show for to yeah, talk about a felon's yeah, dick pic. So fucking, I would get. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh, sorry, we're done with that. I. 
All right, next up was the top five all stars, and they sang the song Drag Up Your Life. Drag up, drag up your life, drag up, drag up your life. Beauty and intelligence in one combined serving body to the fifth power to the cosine. Maybe I can tutor you. Just read my text, you can meet me after class Baby, we can solve for X Say yes to drag Yes, ma'am, to drag is lace Alright, Taylor, um, now let's, let's actually talk about the Eliminated Queens We had Chi-Chi, she was Cajun Kitty What were your thoughts on her outfit? It didn't make any sense None of the outfits made sense to me I mean, at least with the first group All of their outfits were, I mean, they all seemed to be like pink, white, or silver Mm-hmm but, you know, for, she used to be cagey, but she's in, like, a silver scat suit. Yeah, Chi-Chi was Ch- Cajun Kitty. Morgan was Bimbo Kitty. Asha was Lil Banji. Thorgy was Cardio Kitty, which was weird. And Milk was yeah. Milky Kitty. Did you have any standout outfits you wanted to talk about? Or, Well, I'm looking at a picture of the five of them on stage mm-hmm. now. Um, I, Banji Kitty makes sense. Cardio Kitty, you're right. That is a, I didn't realize that she was Cardio Kitty. Um, I knew that she was definitely doing like an 80s aerobic thing, but I, I must have looked down for a second. Yeah, they only flashed them for like half a second. Um, I mean, it's they're, they're all okay. The songs, I think it was the music in the song. I mean, they're singing. None of their singing is necessarily super mm-hmm. great. But I think of the music itself just felt very weak to mm-hmm. me. It felt very karaoke track. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it did do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what about so, the top five all-stars? The ones who sang Drag Up Your Life. You had Trixie as IQ Kitty. Kennedy was Diva Kitty. Ben was Goth Kitty. Shangela was Sparkle Kitty. And BB was Jungle Kitty. Well, looking at them, I feel like this, their looks seemed to work a little bit more towards their characters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the exception of Ben, who I thought looked great, and Trixie who I get the whole kind of nerdy mathlete power puff girl thing that she had going mm-hmm. on. The other three were really boring. Mm-hmm. They were boring looks. You know, Shangela just had on a sparkly pair of shorts and a sports bra. Trinity, Trinity kind of looks like the thing that she had on the, the when she had the white wig. She almost looks like she read it to that. And who's Trinity? Much like last week, not Trinity. Um, Kennedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said Trinity. Um, and then BB, the way, you know, we, I talked about on Rulaska Thoughts last week, that BB just was kind of doing Diana Ross yeah. when she lip synced the boss. She just kind of looks like she's doing Scary Spice. This looks like something, I mean, even Emma Bunton mentioned that, that she that looks like something that reminds me of Scary Spice. Thank you. I, I, it's it's boring. Yeah. It's just, it's they're just boring. All right, let's move on. I, have, I really have nothing to say about that. I, well, partially because as the show was going on, I'm literally I'm not really looking at their outfits. I'm trying to find who they are, and then I'm writing, so I'm not really looking at mm-hmm. them. Um, so I don't really have much. I did think that uh, BBs. I'm all like, I've seen that. I've seen that before. It seemed something I'd seen before. Like I've seen her wear that before. It's on a promotional picture or some. What, what about the one where she what, the variety Is show? Is that which? That was going to say, I think she's wearing the variety show because I kind of remember the brown circle in the middle of yeah. it. Rather than it being like a tit window, it's just where it's a piece of brown fabric over the top of yeah. it. I think she reused that. I have seen that too somewhere. Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I've seen that outfit somewhere and that wig and everything. Yeah. On the main stage, 
Uh, RuPaul explained the twist in this week's elimination. The winner will get the power to bring back one of the eliminated queens and to give one of her teammates the chop. Back in the workroom, BB and Ben were faced with the difficult challenge of choosing who chantes and who sachets. Ben was particularly hard-pressed about what to do. It's, um... I... It's it's always hard, but I have less of a concept than I ever have of why anyone should go home. I'm trying to pick through what the reasoning would be to send anybody home. Ben met with each of the queens, but the meeting with Kennedy seemed quite prophetic. Hey, again. Hey, again. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't want to be in your position. Neither of us are in great position. (laughs) Well, you still issue the position to stay. You know. Back on the couch, the Eliminated Queens made their cases for returning to the competition. Morgan McMichaels made her case very concise. Obviously, I want to be here just as much as anybody else. I want to show more, but if that's not what's in the cards for me, that's cool. If I went home tonight, I could raise my head up high and say, you know what? Rock on, bitches. On the main stage, BB and Ben went head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song... Nobody's Supposed to Be Here by Deborah Cox. I feel like I'm in a gay bar. Like, you know when you walk into a... You, you, probably, you, you were in a gay bar in 1998 to about 2005 in Tampa. You heard this song. I can, I can, I can, I can even smell like the cigarette smoke stained walls. Yes. You can hear the of the smoke machine off yes, the corner yes. coming through. And the, and you you watch they watch the lights that are all sync syncopated to syncopated, that's a better word. Synchronized with each other. Oh yeah, and the, the wood paneling and like the the photos and the not the photos, but the art on the wall that's like overly explicit that you would never see in a straight bar. You don't see in a straight bar, yeah. you don't see people just fucking on like a straight <laughs> in a straight bar, right? But in a game bar you'll see that. The, the bar light, the strawberry rose, the cream-based, mm-hmm. like, strawberry liqueur yeah. thing that they would give out the free test tube shots of, the, of walking around. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, this song takes me uh, back. And then, like, all everything's painted black. Even the doors. Yes. But, like, over... Anyway. Yeah. And there's always one cute bartender. Oh, yeah. Everybody, what's in uh-huh. the There's always one... And, and one sad lesbian bar back that's just muttering to herself because of all these queens without their yeah. shirts on. And, and a sad, fat Mexican guy just staying in the corner awkwardly, sipping on his cocktail, hoping someone comes, saying, hoping someone comes and talks saying to, to him. Himself, saying to himself, one day I'm going to do a drag race podcast. Yeah, and they're going to see. <laughs> they'll see. They'll see when I have my drag race podcast. And they're all going to want to talk to me. Meanwhile, I'll still go to this gay bar. No one would talk to me. That's right. That's right. These people in the manhole, they're going to see a major talent one day. So, um, okay, about the, about the lip sync. I have thoughts that I want to expand on on a later show. However, mm-hmm. BB was winning that lip sync yeah. until the moment she took off the wig. Oh, and then RuPaul looked at her. And the second she took off the because as we talked about, this was the rumor... I did know about this rumor. I was physically nauseous through the second half of this episode because I knew what was happening. And I thought to myself, wait, I mean, BB was killing it. BB was the faces and everything. BB was doing the Manila Luzon faces of where you could see the entire story on her face. Mm-hmm. And 
the second she took off the wig, I went, no, because I knew what was happening next. And I was gobsmacked. But up until that moment, and then when you saw RuPaul, because I thought when she started to do it, I was like, please be another wig under there. Please be another wig under there. Please be another wig under there. And when it was just her Bobby Brown, Grace Jones hair that she's got going on, I was just, I was crestfallen. But that's the thing. And that's what the point I was making is anyone who watches this show knows that RuPaul you are no, you are not to take your wig off. That is something that you would do season one and season two, even maybe. But after those seasons, yeah. you I think she even has she, she ever said on the show, but like you, the only the only reason you should t- she said it in season four. The only reason you should ever take off your wig is if there's another wig underneath. And then the first one that did that was Roxy Andrews in season five. Yeah, and uh, it. It seemed like someone who, oh, bitch, you don't watch this show. You don't know that RuPaul does not like that. I'd like to continue this conversation on another show. Oh, okay. On Pod is my co-pilot? No, on Ruleska Pods oh. or Form to Coral. Oh, okay. So, anyway, in the end, RuPaul named Ben De La Creme the winner of the lip sync. First, Ben was given the power to bring any one of the eliminated queens back into the competition. Shayla, which queen have you chosen to bring back to the competition? I think that everyone here is deserving of getting to be a part of this and of getting to show their talent to the world. And there's one queen who um, didn't have as much of an opportunity. So Morgan, get in here and make me proud. Congratulations, Morgan. You are back in the game. I don't like emotion. Next, RuPaul called forward the remaining queens and asked Ben to name which queen would be going home. Dela, which of your all-star teammates have you chosen to get the chop? This is the easiest choice that I have had to make this entire season. I'm going home. What? I am so, so grateful for my time here, both on the last season and this season. I scribbled out a different one, I wrote this one in white out, and let me tell you why. I hope that you don't see this as a sign of disrespect because I see myself as such a drag race success story. I had such a difficult time on my season, even though I did well. I wanted this opportunity to come back, to fight hard, to show myself what I can do. I have accomplished that. I feel like a winner. I love these girls. I think they all deserve a shot to win. And I am incredibly grateful. I hope that you all can see that. I'm... Actually, I don't know how how to take this. I feel so good. I feel like I'm going home winning. As it is written, so it shall be done. Dela, you are and will always be an all-star. Now, sashay away. Okay, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on this dramatic moment, one of the most dramatic moments in the history of the show. 
I think I think Ben was just done at that point. And I think Ben was definitely kind of verbal diarrhea, to quote Morgan early in this. She was trying to explain herself and she was trying to do it in a very quick way. Um, I think she was trying to do that to prevent any sort of shenanigans or being told she couldn't do it or whatever. Um, but ultimately, I mean, she she's walking away a winner. I think that this sort of cements her as a, I would think this cements her as a fan favorite. I can't imagine people not liking her for this other than they would have wished that she would have gone all the way. Cause I think there's a really good chance she would have won. Mm-hmm. I think that she was definitely a contender of the top three that could have gone to where she could have been the, uh, the, the season three all-star. Um, Watching RuPaul through that. This is where you and I are going to disagree, but go ahead. I, I, you, I kind of felt like she was wearing, she, she, she had a million thoughts sort of going through her head. I, I, I have a feeling you, I, well, I don't want to, I don't want to talk for you, but I feel like it was, I feel like it was real. And I feel that she was pissed and I feel like she realizes that it never occurred to them at any point could they send themselves home as far as in whatever rules that the queens have to sign. But that will definitely be uh, instituted in All Stars 4. That if they do something like this, they're not allowed to pick themselves. They're not allowed to send themselves home. I think, I know they 100% knew. I didn't know, I, no, you know... <laughs> I have so many things to talk about here. Okay. They show her scratching the name out and putting in white out her own name when she chose the lipstick. I didn't know when she did it. When I saw that they had footage of her doing it, I was like, oh, 100% RuPaul knew. But apart from that, I, I will say RuPaul did an okay job. RuPaul's a terrible actress. No, I know. And that's why I think it was kind of... Because her voice, she wasn't doing the dramatic, I mean, I mean, her voice kind of changed. Her voice lowered while she was talking about it. So that's why I think it was more genuine than it was where she was doing it for effect. I still think she knew. I think she did a better acting job than she usually does. It still seems sort of actory. Here's what sold it out. Here's what sold her out. This Michelle Visage <laughs> is the worst fucking actress of all time. She is worse than a sophomore in high school on a production of Showboat. Like, she... <laughs> she's like... Like, look at the other queen. Look at Adam Lambert and look at Emma Button. They are like... What's going on? Like They're genuinely confused. They didn't know. Clearly, Michelle Visage knew. And if Michelle Visage knew, RuPaul knew. Right? Because... In real, now we don't know how it went down on the production side, but like if that would have happened, they would have shut down production for a while to figure out what to do. Now, maybe they did and we didn't see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But R- Michelle has the fake it. Like, go back and look at it. Everyone should go back and look. She's so fake. It's, she's so bad at this. She did this before too with, um, they got surprised recently with something. I don't know if it was season nine or when it was, but she's so bad at it. She's awful. Well, when, the, when All Stars 2. When they did the, you'll be choosing, you'll be lip syncing for your legacy. 
And Michelle did the whole like what? And like turned around and looked at RuPaul like I have no idea. I have no idea that that's what. Oh, you that I think you're right. Like. I think that is what it is. And um, she, it, she's just the worst fucking actress. She's the worst. She should just like sit there and be like, like if she just did like a subtle like I'm gonna I'm gonna do an impression. No one will see this right, but this is for Taylor. Okay, I'm doing an impression of me. This is this is what Michelle should do. Like you say it right. You say like you're 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 um you're Ben. This is the easiest decision that I've had to make all season. I'm going home. You know, like that. I just did like, just like, I just kind of like raised my eyebrows. It was a slight arch of the eyebrows and kind of, we went back maybe. And then maybe, maybe looked at Rue like, you know, like, like, I was like, yeah, like, or being like, you know, she's like, okay, well, she didn't quite do that. She didn't fall, and fall out of her chair. They, they show RuPaul and in the background. There's just <laughs> they show RuPaul and there's just Michelle's heels, like just sticking straight up, like something out of a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of? What? I'm gonna tell you right now. This is totally what it reminded me of. Ha! Ha! I'm acting. <laughs> so she's the worst fucking actress ever, 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 ever. Well, I bought it. Well. I bought it. Well, so. like I said, RuPaul wasn't that bad. She seemed out. She didn't that bad. But this Michelle Visage sold it out. That's why. That's why. I'm all, oh, she's fake. And then when I saw that she paid, I'm like, they 100 percent knew. Uh, okay. Any final thoughts on the episode, Taylor? Anything we missed? Any big topics you wanted to talk about that we you feel like you know we didn't get to this? I wish we would have mentioned that because uh, there was there was a lot to discuss here. Well, I guess the whole setup, I guess I do. And maybe this is something that's going to be explored on Rumor Mill or something like that. The way that they did this whole Handmaid's Tale thing, it just kind of, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, like that, that's it. That, that was the big, instead of doing a mirror moment, I would much rather have had the, where the mirror, they come through the mirror than this whole thing with Alaska. And it just, it was, I, I don't get why they felt that was the angle to go with this. Do me a favor. Look up when did when did um I have because I have a new theory. When did um uh what's the name of that Fakakta show? Handmade thing. When did ha- when did that premiere? When did that come out? I'm curious because uh when when on on the internet when people were talking about there only being three and how could they only film three if, if the all five were coming back because before anyone saw it. So, oops obviously before anyone saw it how were they why would they only have three come back. Uh, how do they do it? First aired, uh, the first episode was April 26, 2017. Okay, so that wasn't time. I was just thinking, like, you never see Rue in the same shot with them, and actually, you technically never see the girls with them in the shot because there was that green screen, okay, which they can put whatever right. in the green screen. And uh, the the begin on the very first scene of the first episode, Alaska and, and Chatter by themselves. So I was like, I wonder if this is something an idea they had after All Stars three filmed. You know, yeah. But then they had the scene with them all five of them standing. But they there, but they weren't in the same shot they, with Rue. Right, but they would have brought them all back and rebuilt the set. No, the set's always gonna be the set's always there. But also, like the set's not there when it's not in production. They tear all that down. No, but I'm saying like there was season ten going on. I don't know. There's something. Something seemed off. And maybe this is my conspiracy theory go, going way off. But um, that's why I'm like maybe it was like an afterthought. I don't know. I could be I wrong. Know. I'm probably 100 percent wrong. Like you know what? I talked about this in a recent uh, rumor mill, which is look. 
I always give more credit to WoW than they deserve. You know? Like, I'm always like, oh, and that's the same thing here. Like, with the with the BB's a mole and, uh, the, you know, Morgan this and this and that. You know, like, I'm always like, you know what? They're actually not that clever. You know? And anything gag-worthy that happens comes from the Queens and not necessarily from World of Wonder. Like, they would have been perfectly happy with a standard issue episode. Ben was the one that took mm-hmm. it to another level. Ben was the one that made it gag-worthy. Valentina was the one that made that gag-worthy. But they don't actually... They don't really do anything super creative themselves. So I always think when we make up all these things that they did, I'm always like, they actually don't do that. And I did a big rant about this in the room last time. Actually, speaking of... Um, oh, did you have any other final thoughts on the episode? No, I think we've beat th- beat this horse to death, yeah. like Chi Chi said. Um, okay, well, once again, just a really quick plug. We have uh, we we uh, have extra shows on something called Patreon. Okay, patreon.com slash drag race recap. You can go there and you can support the show for as little as one dollar a month. You get the rumor mill where co-host Patreon co-host Evan Ayers and I discuss uh, upcoming rumors. And and starting Monday, we've announced this. We're going into season 10. We'll still discuss All-Stars 3, but we're also going to discuss season 10. We will give you a spoiler alert on the show if we when we start talking about season 10. So if you don't want any season 10 spoilers, we'll give you ample warning so you can stop your podcast. Okay, one. At the $2 level, you get shows like uh, Form Decor, which Taylor and I are going to record right now. We just shoot the shit about, we'll probably have a lot to talk about with this show, and just about our lives and any other banter we may have. And then there's also Rulaska Thoughts, where it's usually just me solo. Sometimes Taylor's there, as he was last week, where I do a deep uh-huh. dive into the show. That's after, so tomorrow, here's what happens. Because what happens is when I prep the show for today, like, I'm barely watching the show. Like, I am, but, like, I'm really, like, focusing on writing the show. I'm actually just watching it to write it. I'm not watching it to enjoy it. So, tomorrow morning when I get it on iTunes, then I can watch the show to enjoy it. And then I talk about it on Larry Flick in that morning. I, I've talked about it again. I heard their thoughts. I've gone on Reddit. I read what they have to say. Uh, any sort of tea has come out by then. What the girls said at the... Because there's different viewing parties tonight. Like, Ben, for instance, is in her hometown, and she's doing a viewing party tonight. And... God, what must that Well, the be people, like? Redditors are already going to film it. So I'll get to see that tomorrow when she talks about it. And so um, it, it, I get to see all that stuff. And then that helps feed my thoughts so I can do deep dives. And then sometimes when I watch a show, I said, you know what? That was important. We should have talked about it. Like, for instance, we'll probably have a lot more to say. Oh, I'll have a lot more to say about those fights that went on in the workroom and that's at the two dollar level if you want to hear us talk about all stars one that's at the five dollar level and you get all of that and more you get season six if you're at the ten dollar level you get we did taylor and i did an amazing season six uh recap mm-hmm. and you get that at the ten dollar level so once again just a little quick plug there for patreon.com slash drag race recap you support the show and as anyone who's on if you know anyone who supports on patreon they'll tell you you get so much money you know taylor knows this and might have talked about this today if there's any breaking news I rush and I record a breaking news segment. Today, uh, it was released on Reddit. The two songs were released this morning. Uh, and I made a breaking news, uh, eight-minute breaking news segment that people seem to like, where I 
immediately released it to all the Patreon members. It was a rumor mail breaking tea edition. So you get so much for the one or two dollars that you contribute, and no one appreciates it more than me and Taylor. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Make sure to tune in this week and every week as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 3. So, for Taylor Velate Boy and myself... Sashay away. Until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com Taylor has his own podcast it's called Pod Is My Copilot and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts you can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? well then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2pm Eastern 11am Pacific exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at catchinguppodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 